And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I'm going to say that like a robot. <laughs> so I'm here with my sister Mary. I'm Kevin. How you doing, Bear? What's up, everybody? And this week we are covering The Office Season 7, Episodes 25 and 26, Search Committees, or Search Committee Parts 1 and 2. Yes. Now before we jump into this uh, two episodes, Bear, why don't you tell everybody what we talked about uh, last week? Sure, dude. So last week we discussed Inner Circle, which was D'Angelo's uh, little circle of men, because <laughs> he's a sex son of a bitch. Um, he kicks Jim out of the inner circle because he tries to stick up for the women in the office by saying, like, hey, they're feeling like you're a little sexist, but he fucks it up as usual. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, and then <laughs> he tricks D'Angelo. Well, we see D'Angelo's motivational juggling routine, which <laughs> cannot be forgotten. That is pretty badass. And then D'Angelo says that he can dunk like Jordan from the foul line. And he ends up getting a concussion. And then we see him again in the office. They call 911. And then we find out in the next episode, Dwight K. Schrute, acting manager, that he's in a coma. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in this episode, Dwight is now the acting manager. He's loving life. Uh, after a week, everything's going great. He gets a congratulatory present from his uncle Honk, <laughs> and it's a holster which he puts his gun into, and he accidentally shoots it off right next to Andy's ear, bursting his eardrum, which leads everybody to um, blackmail the fuck out of yeah. him while Joe Bennett's there, and he can't stand it anymore. So he decides to come clean to Joe. Joe takes the job off of him, <laughs> and um, she forms the search committee, which is Toby, Jim, and Gabe, yeah. and that's where we are right now. Oh, and Creed is the acting manager now because <laughs> yeah. he has the most seniority. And that brings us to the cold open this week, Bear. It does. So we see Creed. He beaches his new company car in the parking lot. Is that lot. a Porsche, right? Something like I that. I think it's a Porsche. <laughs> um, the license plate just says new manager. He throws the keys to the non-existent valet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Creed is like, do I love my job? Well, I love my kids. He has kids? I love real <laughs> well, estate? Well, he tried to hook up his daughter with Jim. Oh, yeah. But like, he thought he was gay. He has pictures on the wall in his office. And like one of them is a mugshot, I think. Did you see it? <laughs> no, I didn't. I think one of that. them is a mugshot. Oh, my God. So now, um, then he tries to make Jordan find a translation for made-up language <laughs> that he just made up. Yeah. Um, we're in a conference room meeting, and he's talking about team building, and he's like, all right, on this side, Phyllis, Jim, blah, like, Meredith, Elroy, Elroy, Elroy and Ted. <laughs> and then we find out that we see Jim walk by, and only Meredith and Kevin are in the conference yeah. room. He repeats Phyllis for the second team. <laughs> And then Jim's like, he never called a conference room meeting. <laughs> um, so then we see him out in the office, and he's got a whiteboard, and the word Bo-Body. Yes. And that's what he keeps saying, Bo-Body, Bo-Body. And Pam's like, what are we doing? Creating... Making acronyms. Yeah. So what does the B stand for? And he says, business. But he, sm he spells it B-I-Z-N-U-S. <laughs> business. And Pan's like, we need a new manager. <laughs> and that's our cold open. That's good stuff. Fucking fantastic. I love seeing that little bit of Creed, giving him that spotlight. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so now we see applicants coming in. And Creed is playing guitar in his office. With, like, hippies. Yeah. yeah. The first applicant, it's played by Will Arnett. Yep. And he's, hey, what's going hey, on? Hey, everybody. I hey. can't do it. It hurts my throat. I'm going to start coughing if I do it. You're going to eat some fucking Reese's? <laughs> <laughs> the man. I love Will Arnett. 
And um, he's discussing his three-step plan to double their profits, but he won't share it with them. <laughs> and they're like, well, how do we know you're not making it up just to get the job? And he's like, oh, it's real. It's Don't real. Don't you worry. Yeah. And he goes, I'll give you step two or three of the plan. And so he he's like, color code everything, TM. <laughs> he trademarked he tra- And they're like, did you just trademark it? He's like, that's a verbal agreement right now. We're in it. <laughs> so now um, we find out that there's a few internal applicants. Daryl is going to be interviewing. Uh, Stanley and Phyllis are like just like proud of him. It's so cute. Proud or are they sucking up to him early? I think, I think Stanley's proud of him. Because they're, they're just like, oh, I got nice. the suck up vibes because oh, everybody right. in this office is out for themselves. Well, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> but he said that he feels confident. Like, you know, everybody there knows his work. He's really close friends with Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked in the warehouse forever. And he's black. <laughs> he drops that. Yeah, he sings that actually. And so then we find out Andy is interviewing, but he's downplaying how much he really wants it. And we see him and Aaron talk. Like, he's hanging like a... A vote for Andy yeah. poster. He's like also it's wearing, high school. He's wearing a pin like the that penguin says running Andy for mayor. For manager yeah. with a question mark after it. Like Cobblepot for mayor. <laughs> and Andy, yeah. And Aaron's like, I think he'd be a great manager. And you just see fear strike Phyllis's face mm-hmm. in the background. <laughs> and then we find out that, well, Aaron's like, oh, did you hear anything? This is a weird thing. This is really fucking weird. And I feel like it added zero to this entire episode. Well, yeah, this one, yeah. But, um,. So we found out a couple weeks ago when Michael was saying goodbye to everybody, Phyllis thought he knew about the babies she gave up in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently her and Aaron are getting tested to see if Aaron is her Phyllis daughter. Phyllis might be her mom. Yeah, because in the general time that Phyllis gave up her baby, Aaron was born. Yeah, she, but it was around the time of Porky's. Porky's, so Porky's she, baby. She might be a Porky's baby. Oh my God. So now we see Dwight at his desk. He's in sweatpants. He looks he, like the dude. Yeah, he's shoving chips into his mouth. His hair is unkempt. Yo. He's not shaved. The beard. Yeah. It only grows on one side. I know. It's fucking it's gross. fucking Oz. It's the, yeah, he is. He's like a brother. <laughs> he has the worst facial hair. He, he really does. It's like all patchy. He's like shoving potato chips in his mouth. He's got like the classifieds of the paper. <laughs> he's circling jobs and Pam's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Are you really going to work at Scranton Bread Factory? Bread is the paper of the food industry. You write your sandwich on them. So awesome. Ridiculous. So now, our second interviewee is there, and it's fucking Warren Buffett. Yeah, it just does a cameo. Which is amazing. Um, and so he asks about the salary. He tries to negotiate mileage, and then he tries to ask if the long-distance phone calls are recorded or if it's on the honor system. <laughs> and they're all just kind of like, what? This old guy's got some game. Yeah. yeah. So now Angela is at her desk, and she just gets off the phone call. She's super excited. The senator asked her to have lunch at the Botanical Gardens of Scranton. They don't exist, right? I mean, I looked it up. Like, Botanical Gardens, there's uh, an arbory. Is that the word for it? Arbory? I guess that's like flowers and shit. Uh, Yeah, at Marywood, but I don't think that there's like a restaurant. Marywood is like a university. Oh, yeah, it's a local university. Yeah. But I don't think that there's a restaurant there. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so now the third interviewee is played by James Spader. <laughs> now, J- okay, the o- okay James Spader. I know I've never seen anything 
with James Spader, except for a clip from The Soup, because he does that show, The Blacklist. Yes. And he's, like, fucking insane. And he is, yes. like, a very, like, when you look at him just as a person, yeah. he's very uncomfortable. <laughs> you get, like, a disconcerted <laughs> uncom- feeling. Yeah, yeah like, but, you get that he's a super villain. Like, he's not really acting. He's really kind of, like, off, you know? <laughs> like, that's the feeling I get. He's a real-life Buffalo Bill. He's got those frog eyes yeah. that are, like, far apart. Oh. Know, fucking weird-looking guy. He's a very confident interviewee. Yeah. Like, he's, like, leaned back in the chair. He's not even wearing a dress shirt. No, he's wearing, he's wearing a, polo. a polo with a sports coat over yeah. it. Um, and he's like just rambling. He's like, there is no such thing as a product. There is only sex. <laughs> it's a universal truth. Yeah. And Gabe is like, I'm afraid you might be overqualified. He's so and he's just like, do I look like somebody who would waste my own time? <laughs> and that James Spader voice. Yeah. And it's almost like he's like mesmerizing them. Like, yeah. Like they're under a spot. Because even Jim is just saying like... Yes. Okay. Well, and like, that's, Jim can, like, barely look at him or speak to him when yeah. he's trying to answer the questions. And James Spader just stares at the camera. <laughs> and he walks out, and everybody's just when he watching just, him. Because the three of them are looking at him, he just turns and stares at yeah. the camera for, like, five seconds. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And, like, he leaves, and everybody in the office is just, like, watching him, like... And he just stares at the camera again and smiles. Mm -hmm. So now Jim is like, all right, I'm definitely creeped out, but I think he's a genius. (laughs) Like, what the hell is happening? So now then there's Daryl. He's the fourth interviewee. And he's, like, bullshitting with them about drinking milk. Mammal milk. Yeah, like, you've never seen a bear drink raccoon milk. <laughs> and um, so he's like, all right, guys, I think we're a good fit. And they're like, we didn't start the interview yet, yeah, dude. He's That's really there. funny. He and just he goes, wanted to smooth them. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I knew that. Um, so then they ask how he would resolve interpersonal issues. And he's like, well, that's your job, isn't it, Toby? You would think that it was HR's job. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I mean, that's one of my strengths, but it's not necessarily my job. It's really job. not a strength for Toby. No. <laughs> if the show's taught us Right? And so now he's nervous. Like, Daryl's, like, nervous because they're asking, like, legitimate questions now. And then his nerves are shot because yeah. he sees another black guy walk in the office. <laughs> for he's interview. like, who's that? Who's that? And they're like, all right, I think we're good Yeah, here. they're not we even, just, like, acknowledging you know, it. No, we're like, they, and they go, we just need you to write a resume. And he goes, a resume? I thought you guys knew me. And they're like, yeah, just formality. Just like this. You know, yeah. It shows them, and like, And Daryl's, like, holds the paper there for a second. He's like, just like that? And he's, like, trying to memorize yeah. what it looks like. <laughs> so now we're down in the coffee, the caffeine Dwight's corner. Dwight's Cafe, yeah. Yeah. And um, Dwight is standing, sitting down there still, reading the paper, James Spader's standing at the fucking countertop, and Ray Romano walks in. <laughs> Ray Romano's so awesome. <laughs> I love Ray Romano. What's the vibe like over there? And James is like, yo, man, it's horrible. These people hate their lives. It's, it's depressing. It's the worst company I've ever seen in my life. So now, Ray Romano's like, I don't know if I want this job now, man. I, I don't know. I take this job 25 years, I'm, I'm going to die here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a horrible Ray Romano. It I is. I got more nasal. I, yeah. yeah. It's a difficult one to do, it man. Is, it's hardcore. <laughs> so now um, Ray Romano goes up the elevator and Dwight calls out James Spader and he's like, how dare you judge a place just off one interview? And James Spader just, like, and I wish I had the just character's stares. name, but yeah. James Spader just stares at Dwight. And he's like, stop trying to figure me out. Already done. It's not worth my time. It's already been there. I've already figured you out. Like, And he just won't even give Dwight. Dwight's getting so pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, James and James Vader's just under his skin. Mm-hmm. So now Ray Romano is interviewing. 
And he asks if they pay for relocation. And they're like, yeah, but you live here. And he goes, yeah, but I want to move further away. I don't want any possibility of me running into my coworkers. <laughs> and, like, he's just, they're like, oh, why did you leave your last job? As he's answering, he pulls out his briefcase with a lunch sandwich in yes. it. And he starts eating and he goes... Oh, uh, everybody that worked there is uh, jerk-offs or jerk-wads, so between the, the, the offs wads and the, the wads. Yeah, the wads. <laughs> yeah, the wads and the offs. I just couldn't do it anymore. And they're like, is this a bad time? And he, there's, and Toby's like, I'm really sorry if we did something to upset you. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> and then Ray Romano's like, fuck! Yeah, that he, guy in the, in the lobby totally fucked me up. These are the nicest people I've ever yeah, met. He totally sabotaged himself. He's like, just like, I mean, I had another job to that I was supposed to start today. Yeah. <laughs> so now Angela returns from her lunch with the senator, and she's engaged. Yeah, she's a ring. And they want the story, and she's like, oh, he got down on one knee, and he said, will you be a senator's wife? And Pam's like, he asked you in the third person? And she's like, yeah, we're not just that casual dude like you and Jim. Oh, hey, want to marry me again? Dude, <laughs> But, um, so Oscar is just like, she's engaged to a gay man. Yeah, like, that's all he says. I fucking love it. So now... Well, he goes, for for Angela, I'm horrified. Oh, yeah. As her, as her co-worker, horrified. As a fan of elegant, elegant weddings, weddings, kind of excited. <laughs> so now, the sixth interview, it's Andy's turn. And, um, Phil, I love Phyllis is like, is this really a good idea? I don't want you to get your hopes up. <laughs> And so every answer that he gives, and he did actually answer the question intelligently, because they were like, oh, what would you improve? And he goes, I would streamline communication. Mm -hmm. And Gabe, like, just attacks him. Gabe gets aggressive. Yeah, he's like, oh, what are you saying? Toby can't do his job well? Because that's part of Toby's job. And Jim and Toby are like, we didn't take it that way. Like, what the hell? But every single answer, Gabe, like, turns it and tries to make it look like it's a bad response. And he tries to he goes, how many windows are in New York City? Yeah. It's a critical thinking question commonly asked in interviews. <laughs> yeah. You failed. Uh, how far is the sun? And Andy knows it. It's like 9 93 million. million. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and um, so then Andy's like, oh, well, if we're He's like, about all the, the facts. Sun, all the facts yeah. about the sun. And so Gabe just goes, shut up about the sun. Shut up about the sun! <laughs> punches the table. <laughs> it's awesome. Love so it. now we see Andy out in his car, and he's just like, that didn't go as well as I thought it would. I really wish it would have gone better. I really wish it would have gone better. He's like banging on the steering wheel and shit. So then we see Daryl in his office trying to write his resume, and he's on the phone with what I can only assume is the help desk, yeah. asking where Clippy. Yeah. Now, for you guys from, I think, the 90s, yeah. uh, would No, that remember, was around longer. Was it? Yeah, it was because yeah, early 2000s? I took typing class in high school. Typing class? Oh, no, actually, that was like 2001. Yeah, never mind. I take that 90s, back. early 2000s, Microsoft Word had what was called Clippy. It was a little paper clip. That would come and ask you if you needed assistance with anything. And Daryl was trying to find Clippy. To help him with his resume. Yes. It reminds me of that Dimitri Martin joke where he's like, you know, if you're writing a ransom note and the paper clip comes up and he goes, <laughs> it looks like you're writing a ransom note. Can you use some help? You might want to use more aggressive language to get what you want. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. So now we see, we well, we hear Creed calling one of the biggest clients and he's telling them that they're going out of business. Mm-hmm. Belly up. And um, so Pam's like, how is this on me? Because mm-hmm. so she she's the only in, one who knows. Like, yeah. sees it. Yeah. She goes in and she gives him a picture of buildings. Like, two pictures of a building. She goes, corporate needs you to find the difference between these two pictures. 
they said there's at least seven. And Creed goes, I already see one. Give me. <laughs> and she goes, they're the same picture. Famous meme. Yeah, they're yeah. the same picture. So now, seventh interview is Kelly Kapoor. And, oh, I'm sorry, Kelly Rajnaganda Kapoor. <laughs> um, and she's explaining how she's been the manager of her own department for years now. And they're like, isn't your department just you? And she goes, yes, but I'm very difficult to manage. <laughs> which is just amazing. And Gabe is like, listen, we have actual qualified candidates. <laughs> He's so dismissive. Oh my God. Shit's Poor Kelly. Kelly gets shit on yeah. for the last four se- episodes of this season. Hilarious. And she's like, so you're saying I'm not a serious candidate, Gabe? <laughs> he just goes, well, come on. <laughs> He's like, we have multiple serious candidates and a video chat from London. Mm. Come on, guys. And, yeah, Jim, um, and, Jim and Toby are just like, no, let's go with it. Like, they know not to cross her. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, oh, God, I forget what question they ask. And oh, she he asked her, what are your weaknesses? Oh, yeah. I don't have any, you fucking asshole. Yeah, she calls him an asshole. <laughs> Um, and then Dwight comes in, slams his resume on the table, and demands an interview. Mm. So we see Jim and Dwight walking outside, and Dwight's making horrible uh, small talk. And he's like, how's the family? And Jim's like, oh, good. And he goes, and uh, what's your daughter's name again? Pee-pee? Uh, pee And he goes, oh, Pipa, or something like that. Pipa. And Jim's like, listen, man, you're not getting an interview. And this is because of your own actions. You know it, and I know it. So Dwight tries to bribe Jim, saying, like, you'll roll in at 10 a.m., you'll pick up your free coffee from Dwight's Caffeine Corner, unlimited sex breaks with Pam, and uh, Aaron Aaron, will eat garbage for your entertainment. (laughs) And Jim's like, as much as I love a bribe, no. But the Aaron eating garbage for entertainment, she's like like a court jester. I was going to say, like, salacious crumb or something. So now Oscar and Pam are in the break room, and Oscar's like, listen, the senator's gay. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't believe him. She's like, well, he was married before and has a son. And she's like, and don't say that thing about gay guys always having kids. <laughs> and um, he's like, no, I know he is. She, now, this is like a busybody thing that she's about to say. Yeah. But she's like, oh, did you see him at the bathhouse? And he goes, First of all, what bathhouse? Bath who, who uses that phrase yeah. anymore? But she's like, the window, windowless building by Baskin Robbins. And he goes, what? And she's just like, damn it, I'm never going to know what goes on in there. <laughs> and can I tell you, there's a building in our town um, by the mall. Oh, That Jesus. has always been windowless since we were little kids. Yeah. And I've always wanted to know what happens in there. And I still, to this day, <laughs> do not know what goes on in there. I can but tell there's you what always it used cars. To be. I can tell you what it used to be. What? It used to be a firing range for like, really? bows and arrows and guns and shit. shit. Yeah. I don't know what it is now. I don't know what it is now. But it's it doesn't very quench my thirst because I want to know what the fuck is going <laughs> on in there. Very ominous. So then we see um, them back at Kelly's desk. I'm assuming because it's more private back there. Mm-hmm. And... Oscar says he's calling a friend at the Scranton Blade <laughs> because they have an inside track on it. Gay magazine, I think. Oh, too. okay. And um, then Ryan comes up, and as he's taking money out of Kelly's wallet, <laughs> yeah. so are you guys talking about Senator? And they're like, no, no, why, why would we? And he goes, because he's gay. <laughs> and then he just walks away. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Then we get a talking out of Ryan. He goes, you want to know how I know he's gay? He liked my Facebook photos at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine the senator with like a glass of wine, know, right? like going through social media. Oh yes, Ryan, he is the hottest in the office. <laughs> he got that Dundee. Yeah. 
So now uh, we see the video interview, and it's the gentleman that Michael Scott met a few so weeks ago at it, the elevator. It's Ricky, David Brent. Is it? Is he as David Brent? Yes. Okay. Yes, he says his name is David oh, okay. Brent. It's Ricky Gervais, yep. and uh, they're all just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, just like blah 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 blah. Yeah. I'm British. Blah blah blah. British. Blah yeah. blah blah. You looking for a man to come in and do this? Not a guy. Looking for a leader of men, as you say. That's me. Like, mm-hmm. but they're all just like, what the fuck? Like, we thought we had a serious candidate from London for a regional job. <laughs> regional manager, but okay. So now, um, Phyllis is giving Aaron really fucking weird advice. Yeah. I really don't even want to talk about this. Bestiality. Oh my God. <laughs> the yeah. word bestiality is It used. actually happened. Yeah. Um, Phyllis, well, it, it didn't happen. No, but Phyllis Role says playing. that it did. Role playing. Um, Her and Bob she <laughs> she to get Bob's attention. She sat in his office naked with nothing but cat ears, and then after two weeks, he came in naked, dressed as a dog with like a dog nose. Yeah, yeah, and then bestiality happened. <laughs> like what the? F- I don't even want to. Yeah, I but she don't ba- even know what she, that the point of well, that scene. at the end she just tells her she goes whatever you want if go you want someone it. just go get them yeah. If, if I was talking to my daughter, I would say, go get them. Can you imagine that conversation? Bestiality. <laughs> oh, my God. The fuck? It's so dark. So now Daryl hands Jim the resume, and Jim's like, oh, thanks, man. He doesn't even, like, look he at it. He just throws it to the side. And uh, he asks how the guy after him did. And Jim's like, oh, Howard, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, not that one. And he goes, oh, Deshaun Williams. <laughs> and Jim's like, oh, well, he's great. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He made an app that makes apps. He's a great kisser. And Daryl's <laughs> like, man, I'm serious. And Jim's like, listen, like, the interview's not as important for you because we all know you and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He tries to, like, comfort him. Yeah. But So now we're in the eighth interview, and it's a redheaded British woman. Yes. She's basically only saying buzzwords and key phrases, and she's saying what she wants. Them, like she thinks they deconstructing want to hear. the office, the Open, time masseuse. Yeah, uh, that was just fucking weird. <laughs> um, and then like when she sees that they're not responding to what she's saying, she goes the opposite way and yeah. says like it's basically going to be the Hunger Games up in this bitch. <laughs> and then they try to end the interview, but she just won't let them. Like, she just keeps on rambling mm-hmm. until the camera It is very ram. It's a very rambling segment. Yeah. Um, so then everybody... So, like, Jim walks in the kitchen and everybody's trying to get answers from him. Like, is there a front runner? What are you thinking? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, he plays off like, oh, we'll just pick a name from a hat. And Stanley, Doing his gym thing. Yeah, and Stanley's like, oh, no, you don't. I worked for the last boss for 15 years. According to my doctor, I don't have 15 years if I expect to keep up the same dietary and sexual lifestyle, which I intend to. <laughs> and then I love Ryan. This made me laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> oh, no, Stanley, you'll live forever. Yeah, like, just, it's so, like, so fucking It's great. so half-hearted. Like, <laughs> no, you'll live forever. You're not going to die. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody gets, like, pissy about his, like, about Jim's attitude and mm-hmm. Ryan. Ryan's like, I don't know, man. Maybe you should try uh, not doing the gym stick and care about something for a change. I don't know, James. And that's how we end it. That's the end, yeah. I gave it a 3.5. I gave it a 4.2. I loved loved bringing in the heavy hitters at the interview. I like the segments in the interview. Yeah. Uh, The Creed stuff was good. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, the Phyllis Aaron thing was weird. That's, I took off the the Phyllis Aaron stuff was just fucking, I, I... didn't see a point of it the, in this episode. The Dwight thing just seems like we need to do something with Dwight. Like, I would have preferred to just see the whole episode of him acting like the dude. 
Just like hanging out in a bathrobe, putting his feet up, <laughs> not caring, growing right. the facial hair. Um, but like overall, like I don't even know why Jim was such a dick about it <laughs> at the end. But uh, overall, it was just good. Like it never slapped me across the face. It was great. Oh, really? I yeah. enjoyed it. I, like I said, the only thing, the point, point eight that got taken off was literally for Aaron and Phyllis. Really? Yeah. You didn't think the bestiality thing was funny? I thought that was funny. I think it's I just think a dead-end storyline. I think it's a dead-end storyline. I just... I didn't see the point of it in this episode. I feel like this was just filler in this episode. Like, oh, we yeah. have to give Aaron and Phyllis something to do, I guess. I'm just happy there's a lot less Andy here. Yes. Although, like, even his interview was hilarious because it was one of the times you said Gabe get on him. Yeah. So that was entertaining. Yeah. But like, oh, no, well, I enjoyed I it. I got not much... I don't have much else to say about it. James yeah. Spader, Force of Nature. <sighs> I will say that much. Dude. Amazing. Yeah, he's he was great in this. But other than that, you know, what do you all do? No, I liked Ray Romano. <laughs> Ray Romano, I, Will so I still watch Everybody Loves Raymond yeah. every once in a while. It's still a solid show, It's still man. funny. It is. It's really good. And Will, Will Arnett, hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> yeah, I just want to talk. You know, I, I divorced Amy Poehler. People would say I won that because she's really <laughs> not that funny. Oh, my God. She's not. Just saying. I'm on Arrested Development, too. When we were in Blades of Glory, I carried it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Amy Poehler's funny people. I'm sorry. So anyway, um, <laughs> dude, I'm why don't D'Angelo you put, Vickers? Yeah. Just say it. <laughs> why don't you put us over? All right. Hey guys, uh, you can find us on any podcasting app. So subscribe today to the Brother Sister Rewatch podcast. Uh, you're already listening to us. Uh, just do what you're doing. And subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can also find us on the Jenny Position podcast feed each and every Monday morning. Uh, and throughout, you know, the rest of the week, you'll find other good stuff such as the uh, the actual Jenny Position show, Geek and Sassy, Talk and Pop, Freak Out Driving, Journey Through Infinity, and so much more. So you, much more, guys. You'll thank me later. Uh, you can get in touch with us at Twitter, on Twitter, at Brosis Podcast, or if you want to send us a longer form feedback, whether it's a question, comment, concern, suggestion, you can hit us up at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com, and we'll be happy to get in touch with you, or read your feedback live on air and give you, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do- talk about it together into a microphone. Woo! But, uh, yeah, is that about it? Uh, I think that about does it, guys. Right. Follow us on Twitter. We always post our favorite screen yeah. grabs. We're Lots follow- of them again. We're follow back whores. Uh, we'll follow you back. We will, yeah, we post Share stupid stuff. Share us with stuff. your friends. Retweet I, us. I've been doing a thing lately where I've been posting birthdays. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Because, like, Phyllis had a birthday. Oh, Michael yeah. Scott. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yesterday, well, this is going to tell you when we recorded it, Glenn Gulia from uh, The <laughs> Wedding Singer. 57 years old for your old Glenn Gulia. Julia Gulia. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's going to be Julia Gulia. <laughs> such a, so that is a great rom-com. That is. You know, I was just talking to somebody about that the other day, too. The, the Wedding Dude, the Singer. Dude, the PTBN um, fucking songs and movies. Oh, okay. So I'm not on Facebook, on. so I haven't been t- partaking in the polls there. Oh, okay. How's that going? Well, Facebook did an update or something, so the polls got taken down for, like, every page ever. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. But they're they're working, trying to get them back. But oh. um, Somebody Kill Me from The Wedding Singer was one of them. Awesome. I was like, fuck yes, I want to yeah. vote for this 700 times. It's worth it just for John Lovitz at right? the end. Like, He's losing his mind, and I'm reaping all the He has a sock benefits. in his crotch. <laughs> so. All right, everybody, that brings us up to uh, the, the... Episode 26. Yeah, season Search 7 Committee, closing. Part 2. And... Let's talk about it. So there's no cold open because, as we talked about, this is one episode that was split into two parts by Netflix. Yes. Uh, Joe arrives with her dogs, and she sees Daryl's resume on Jim's desk, and it's four pages long. <laughs> and Daryl comes out, and she's like, this is Daryl Philbin, the one who worked here for ten years and had, like, one... Two jobs? Yeah, two jobs in ten years. 
He's like, hello, Joe. It's been a pleasure since the last time we interfaced. Yeah. He's trying to use, like, all these words. And she's like, move 2.5 billion units of product. Yeah. And Daryl's just like, pieces of paper. <laughs> so uh, Dwight goes in. He just wants another interview. He gets shot down by Joe, but mm-hmm. he he's wants his throw his hat back in the ring. Yep. Uh, in the break room, everyone is debating whether or not to tell Angela that her senator boyfriend is gay. Uh, or fiancé, actually, I should say. Yep. Um, Kevin says, maybe I can get a lesbian. Uh, everyone, Ugh. But everyone basically agrees to leave it alone because she seems happy. Mm-hmm. And I guess they prefer her than the bitchy Angela. I would definitely prefer that. Uh, Kelly goes into Joe in the conference room to talk with... <laughs> And uh, she kicks Gabe out. and Gabe... <laughs> She's like, it's not about you, I promise. Yeah, and then she tells her all about Gabe. Yo, she's and a shady bitch in this episode. Went after How he went after Andy, and he was dating the receptionist, receptionist and yeah. all, you know, all the whole thing with Gabe. And how he's a stalker boyfriend now <laughs> and all this shit. And as this is going on, Dwight starts texting his resume line by line to Joe, who's like freaks out because it's costing her 10 cents a text. I'm roaming! <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh, Creed tells Jordan to get the biggest client on the line. Uh, Pam tells her to put him through to her, and he's talking to Pam thinking she's the client, and he's starting his own paper company. He wants to uh, poach her yeah. before things crash there. Uh, Aaron introduces a burn victim to Joe and the committee. Oh my God. By Mr. Jacques Souvenier. Right? Is that mm-hmm. it? And Jim, of course, knows it. This guy comes in like a mummy yeah. with sunglasses on because <laughs> he's a burn victim. And Jim immediately knows it's Dwight. Yeah. And he starts saying, like, oh, here's your resume. It looks like you were assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> and Dwight, as the, like, with all the bandages on his face, like, victim. assistant manager. <laughs> He's like, yeah. assistant to the regional manager. Assistant like, manager. Jim's still finding a way to, like, fuck with him. Yep. And Joe is hip to it. She knows it's Dwight. And she's like, get Dwight Schrute in here. I have a question to ask him. If he doesn't get in here, I'm going to fire him. Yeah. And then, like, Dwight takes off the bandages. Like, it's me. And, um... I love Joe, though. Like, what would have happened if I hired this Jacques Souvenir? Yeah. And what, what's he say? He's like... He's like, I would have dressed like this every single day, learned French sign language, and been <laughs> the best damn manager this branch has ever seen. She just goes, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, she just drops the f <laughs> That's fucking crazy. She goes, get out of here. She kicks him out. So, they're going over resumes now. And they talk about Finger Lakes guy, who yeah. said the finger talked about the Finger Lakes every two minutes, <laughs> and uh, they go, get to Andy's because Joe's like, "Oh, this guy went to Cornell. He seems like a good egg." And Gabe goes off like, "Oh, oh well, you know, like this guy's an like you know, just like ripping incompetent up. sales ability. Yeah, zero. She knows who it is, and Joe calls it like calls him out and says he got involved in these people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wasn't supposed to do that. Let's get you back down to Florida. She's honey. sending him back down to Florida, and." Um, Kelly is going to take his spot because he's tall and weak and she's short and strong. It's an (laughs) opposite thing. So um, Joe and Jim walk out and she tells him to give Dwight an interview because she likes crazy. And she also drops that she knows Nellie, who I'm assuming is the British lady who interviewed in the last episode. But uh, she she says, like, you don't have to hire her or anything like that. As long as there's a good fit. I don't want any more turnover. Uh, Aaron now pops up as a sock puppet at the desk. And says that a witch named Angela changed her into a puppet. And Kevin is having this, like, back and forth with the puppet. Hey, puppet! And, like, when she drops it about Angela, he's like, Sick burn, puppet! And he does a talking head where he starts, like, I, yeah, it'd be nice if the puppet talked more about the alphabet. Oh he's, like, God. talking about the puppet as, like, it should be it's more like Sesame, Sesame Street. Street yeah. He's like, you know, talk about letters like F. 
LMNO. <laughs> LMNO is one letter. Oh, it's fucking great. But then she says, the only thing that can change her back is a date with Andy Bernard. And Andy goes up and turns her down nicely. Burn. It's harsh, but like he does it nicely. Yeah, he doesn't like say it across the yeah. office or anything. And he like does that. a talking head where he says he just didn't have that feeling when she asked him. Yeah. And she chose Gabe over me, so like I'm not going to apologize for getting over her. And you know, I his he's right. Reasoning is sound. It's very, it's very sound. Yeah, he's right. He's I even said I was like, I don't blame his reasoning though. Oh no, not at all. Like, like he I, makes sense. It's been like two fucking seasons though yeah. of this. Like I'm getting, I'm getting oh, tired. And that Jim and Pam was dragged on. It was. This is, just, <laughs> but this is like two idiots. It's so bad. Uh, so Angela is talking about the wedding invites, like all douchey around everybody. I don't know if we can invite you, Stanley. The regular people, because yeah. like, they have Congress, you know, whatever. And she makes a dig at Pam about her wedding, and Oscar looks at her like, "Oh, you're gonna tell her he's gay. You're gonna tell her." Well, she's like, "Oh, do you have the plans for your dream wedding? Since you did your ironic wedding." <laughs> and Pam's like, "That was our dream wedding." She goes. Niagara Falls, pregnant pork medallions. With pork medallions. <laughs> that was your dream, and like she's super bitchy. Yeah. So I don't blame if Pam was like, "Your boyfriend's gay." No, but she she was the bigger person. Yep, she was. So Dwight gets an interview now, and Jim shuts it down immediately. <laughs> like <laughs> Mr. Snoot just shuts the book, and Dwight interviews himself like a psychopath in front of them. Yeah, and he leaves, and Kelly is impressed, oh. and she quotes Dwight from the last episode: "The hand around your throat." The hand on the wheel or whatever. And Jim is like, you took you took his deal? Like, what is wrong with you? And then Toby... Of course I did. And then it turns out Toby did as well. And yeah. Jim, Jim's just like, what the fuck, everybody? So Phyllis barges into Jim and says that Kelly and Dwight pre-fired her. <laughs> and Jim says, like, everyone, that no decision has been made. It won't be Dwight. Like, he goes out and talks to everyone. Yeah. And everybody, like, has something to say. So he's like, you know, just tell me your opinion, what you want, or whatever. Yeah. And Kevin takes the floor and doesn't really say anything. Oh, he's just God. happy that everyone's focused on him. And uh, Oscar wants Daryl. Yeah. And then, of course, Dwight's like, of course, you minorities stick together. He's like, oh Kelly wants to be with you. Yeah. Uh, Is that all you see me as, is as a minority? <laughs> And then Andy's like, well, how about like somebody like lame or non-threatening, like poaching himself? <laughs> Ryan wants an outsider, like somebody on the margins of society, like a homeless, homeless person. Man. And then him and Pam get into a Again. whole thing where she's really like, a homeless man. I want you to say out loud that you want a homeless person to be the manager. <laughs> and then he does a talking head where he says he needs guidance. But, like, don't boss me around. Like, he just doesn't know. Like, Lead me when I'm in the mood to be yeah, led. Yeah, he's a lunatic. So Meredith wants a... A genuine man in his mid forties, well accomplished, well hung. Yeah. And then Andy goes, "What a small to moderate penis work." God. <laughs> uh, Gabe is leaving for Florida, and Kelly hugs him on his way out, and just immediately recoils. He goes, <laughs> "Ew!" He's like, "Oh my god!" It's so great. He's just like, oh, I, "People love to hug me." He just like <laughs> takes off. I kind of was wishing for like an IT guy send off right. with Gabe, but we didn't get it. So Andy really wants the job. He stands up and tells everybody, and he says, I won't make any changes. Everything will just be like it is. And uh, Aaron and Phyllis support him. Well, Aaron does, and Phyllis backs her up. And then Phyllis does a talking head, and she says, uh, Aaron's not my daughter, but I'm not going to tell her today because her heart's been broken. Yeah. So Angela speaks like a politician, basically. Like, there are debate, two sides of this debate. Yeah. In a re, in a and Oscar's just like, no. No, Toby. Let, oh, Toby, Toby. He's like, we told Kevin he can't talk if he doesn't have anything to say. Rules apply to you. 
And um, that's when Daryl's daughter runs in and hugs Jim. Oh, my God. And she's just like, oh, Daddy, is this the guy who's going to make you the manager? And Jim's just staring at Daryl like, what the fuck? And Daryl comes in and he just does it. Oh, you know, single dad problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> playing out. But then Jim looks at him. He's just like, this is a bad idea. He's like, grabs him. Come on, Jada. <laughs> it's fucking oh my God. Jim, then, then Jim's just like, this whole thing got away from us. We're not voting on this. Phyllis is like, oh, let's vote. Yeah. And Jim, Toby, and Kelly go in. They're going to make their decision. So we get talking heads now from Andy, who says he might fail upwards. <laughs> Nellie, the British lady, says she'll get it because she's Joe's friend. Even though Joe's not her best friend. Yeah, she's Joe's best Darryl, friend. Daryl, who talks about his blueberry muffin superstition. God. How he eats one every morning, but this morning he didn't. It's going to cost Should him. Should eat the muffin. Will Arnett... Says he is totally, totally confident I'm going to get the job of. And he turns around because he's in the lobby. He goes, Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> That's awesome. Ray Romano is just like wigging out. He's like, I sabotaged myself. I did it. I was going to start a new job today and I did this. I was freaking out. Uh, Spader is just like, I'll get the job. And they'll call. And there'll be that pregnant pause as they wait for my decision. Like he's so like, he's like pontificating. He's amazing at dialogue. So Jim, That's it. Jim Carrey shows up in a brown like tam hat and brown <laughs> overcoat. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, I was supposed to be in the Finger Lakes. I drove down today. He's Finger Lakes. I told guy. my family that I was going on a hike and I no. snuck down here to do the interview. No, I better get back up there because people get lost in the Finger Lakes. Like <laughs> it's actually it's only like ten seconds, but he's That's fucking great. Amazing. And then Dwight is the final one. He says, "Yes, it always works out." Yeah. And the show finally ends here, the end of this season, with Creed and Pam. He's calling. This is the fifth customer of the and day. He's he goes, called Jordana. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> Hook me up with another client. And like Pam, because he, he, she's like, "Hello, how are you doing?" Hey there. She's like doing her vaudeville voices. Hey there. Hello, how are you doing? And Creed's like, I think you should meet my other client. And he's like, Jordana, patch the other one through. And she's like, Hi, how are you? Well, I'm doing great. And like she's doing like the two voices. Everybody's looking at her like she's nuts. It's kismet. Yeah, Creed's like, oh my god, it's a love connection. <laughs> and that's the end episode. So, what'd you give it, Bear? I gave it a four point three. I gave it a three point eight. I said it was fan fucking tastic. I love Joe, where she comes in and sprinkles that sass. Ga- all is Gabe over. gone for good? You've seen the show. Is he gone? I for have good? seen the show. I'm not telling you. Oh, Jesus Christ. I love the cameos. Again, of yeah. all the interviews. Oh, yeah. They're, they're awesome. Um, and I thought it was a good season ender. I Well, yeah, because it's the cliffhanger. Yeah. And it's not the usual bullshit cliffhanger of yeah. Jim and Pam. Are they going to have a baby? Are they going to get married? Are they going to. The oh. baby was not a cliffhanger. <laughs> yes, it was. Season five, when they're at the hospital. Oh, for fuck's sake. Remember the company picnic? And yeah. he took her to the hospital. Oh, yeah, we find out she's pregnant. Yeah, but, I mean, that's like, the cliffhanger. Because oh, they're like, oh, my God, either she's really hurt and they're hugging or she's having a baby. Like, it's right. one of two things. But um, overall, I liked it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that the, the I, I like their worst instincts of the writers on the show. I'm like, they're going to drag this Phyllis Aaron thing out for a half a season. I was uh-huh. like, I was ready for it. I'm glad it's over, though. Thank I'm, God. I'm yeah. glad they're not going there. But um, the Dwight stuff was good. It's Jacques. Uh, souvenir. Yeah. Uh, we got more Spader, which is awesome. <laughs> Will Arnett. Uh, like, I, I don't know. It was just fun. They brought in some good comedic like cameos. Yeah, and, and I really enjoyed it. Jim Carrey was a surprise. Like I said before, I'm glad that they, we had that open air. Everybody gets involved in mm-hmm. the conversation scene. Those are the best. Yeah. Because they're quick fire and it's like really snappy writing. I love mm-hmm. those segments. They're the best. And we got another one of those. Like, over, overall, this was a you know, good episode. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to talk right now about our Season 7 Autopsy. Yes. 
All right, guys. Yeah, season you. season seven. I almost said season four. Here we are. I'm almost like flabbergasted that we're already at the end of season we're seven. We're getting there. We're getting Dude, there. Going through this wrap up, like I can't believe that nepotism was in the same fucking season. Yeah. Like going over some of these episodes when we were doing the scores here, and I was just like. China. I don't remember China being in this season. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but like it just doesn't stick as like a season seven episode. Yep. But, but uh, you no. know, Mary has our scores here tabulated for uh, what yep. we gave each episode this season and our uh, you know what what we well, how we finished uh, scoring the season was. Yeah. yeah so. And let me tell you, Kev, we were like on point with our yeah with our scores this season. So starting off, episode one, nepotism. Remember Evan Peters. Was, what was uh, his name on the show? Luke. Uh, Luke, his Michael Scott's nephew. Yeah. So we both rated that a four point three. Nice counseling. Great. Great. Such a strong episode. Great episode. I was raised by wolves. <gasps> Is it a full moon tonight? <laughs> More Toby in this season than Fantastic. before too, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, we both rated that a four point seven. Andy's play, I rated it three point eight. Kevin gave it a four point oh. Sex ed. I said 4.0. You said 4.3. Jan it. came back. Amazing. Yep. yep. The Sting, where we met Danny Cordray in the Penis Museum. <laughs> um, 3.9 from me and a 3.5 from Kevin. Costume Contest, 3.5 from me, 3.2 from you. We kind of hit a mid-season lull here. Yeah. No, we definitely did. So, like, we were just talking about it. We were looking over our scores. The second half of the season was so strong. Game like, busted. it started out super strong, ended very, very strong. Um, christening. Kevin did not Hated like that this episode. episode. I still fucking hate that he episode. He gave it a 2.7. I enjoyed it at a 3.5. That's a bottom five all-time episode wow. of the show, of what we've seen. Wow. Like, that's up there with, like, Chair Model and Survivor oh, Man. Oh, we can go lower. That's real bad, man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, I know what's coming now. God. Um, the viewing party where they watched Glee. I gave it 3.4. You gave it a 3.0. Woof.com. 3.8 from me, 3.7 from Kevin. China, 3.7 from me, 3.8 from Kevin. Classy Christmas Party Part 1, 4.0 from me, 4.5 from Kev. Yeah. Uh, part 2, 4.8 from me, 4.3 from Kevin. Ultimatum, 4.0 from myself and 4.4 for Kevin. The Seminar, 3.9 from Mare Bear, 4.1 from Kevin. The Search, 3.4 for me and 3.8 for Kevin. That was the one when Michael was lost in Scranton. Yeah, and Holly had to find him. And he couldn't, him. like, get a ride yeah. at all. He's an invalid, apparently. <laughs> like, honestly, they treated him like, <laughs> like such an idiot in that episode. Uh, and then PDA, uh, 3.4 from me, 3.5 from Kevin. That was an upsetting episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was an uncomfortable episode. Steve, Steve Carell's asexual. Like, he doesn't have sexual <laughs> organs. Yeah, like, honestly. I don't want to think of him as, like, sexual no. being. And then there's Threat Level Midnight, which we both gave a perfect 5.0. Yeah. That is a great piece oh. of time. Television. Amazing. And then we move into Todd Packer. So this is really where we start to pick up the steam again. Yeah. Todd Packer, 4.6 for myself. Kevin gave it a perfect 5. I thought it deserved it because there was like a moral to the story. And Todd Packer's <laughs> My just... My daughter's kind of a bitch. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, <laughs> Packer's just like so beyond the pale. Like, it's just awesome. Uh, garage sale is a 4.6 and from me and a 5... Or, I'm sorry, 4.5 from Kevin. That was them uh, proposing. Yeah, the proposal. Michael proposing. Training day where we met D'Angelo, uh, if you guys remember, just a few weeks ago, was not one of my favorites, and no. that was my 2.8. Kevin gave it a 4.2. 2.8 just seems so harsh for that one. You should have reserved that for christening. 
<laughs> like, fuck that episode. Um, Michael's Last Dundies, I gave it a 5.0. Kevin gave it a 4.7. Goodbye, Michael. I again gave it a perfect 5. Kevin gave it a 4.6. The Inner Circle, 3.8 and 4.1. Dwight K. Schrute, Acting Manager, 4.5 from me, 4.4 from Kevin. And you guys remember our scores from this week. 4.2 from me for part one. 3.5 from Kevin. Part two, I gave it a 4.3. Kevin gave it a 3.8. So what are our cumulative averages? Our cumulative average is a 4.1 from both of us. That's strong. Which That's is strong. crazy. That is very strong. It was like literally, so we round up, guys. So it was like a 4.07 for yeah. me and a 4.06 for Kevin. Which I still can't believe you outscored me on this one. I thought yeah. sure, I thought for sure my two fives would raise my average. You, yeah, but I gave it three fives. Did you? Uh, Wait, what was the three? Midnight. Michael's Last Dundies and Goodbye Michael. Oh, yeah, I forgot you gave the Dundies a five. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. So this season. So I think we've said enough about Michael Scott in the last few weeks. Yeah. Like, we, uh, we've pretty much covered everything there is. Like, that character, I think, reached... It, it, its, he reached the end of its peak, line. Yeah. yeah. Well, not its peak, but it was starting to... There was, I, it was I, on the decline It was going to... Like, I can't even imagine what, like, him and Holly being married would have been like. No, like, it would have been gl- unsufferable. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. Um, no, I think that they... I know that the plan wasn't, like, for Steve Carell to leave. They just didn't, like, fight him when he said he was. Yeah. But I think that for this character, a shelf it was life. a good timing. Yeah, there's a shelf life. Yeah. It has an expiration date. And I think, like, the thing is, like, you leave him wanting more. And after mm-hmm. this season with how great it was, like, that was perfect. We want more. It's the perfect leave, man. Like, it's great yeah. shit. It's like... It's like if Married with Children went off the air in, like, 94. <laughs> Instead, like, it was on until, like, Instead 97. Instead replacing the neighbor's husband. Well, that was, like, after season three. Fucking Jefferson Darcy. Actually, I like Jefferson. <laughs> I'm a Jefferson Darcy guy. Steve Rhodes is cool, but Jefferson's cool, too. But, like, Michael Scott reached the end of the line. Like, yeah. he was at his peak, just cut it. Um, as for everything else, now, about the show, there were times where I think we both commented that the writing on this show got hacky. Uh, yeah. Especially when it came Some to... Some cheap jokes. There was the stuff end. that Michael said and stuff like Aaron, especially when the baby... It's like a babysitter's club. Like, what the fuck? Who wrote that shit? And I'm not even talking about her as a character. I'm just talking about the lines of dialogue that no, were fed to these characters. There was some hacky shit in this Well, in that's this just it. I think Aaron was so insufferable for me, like, in the beginning especially. She was worse in season because six. Because I was just like... Uh, well, and that's just at the beginning of the season carried over from season six yeah. that I literally could... Uh, I feel so bad for the poor girl who has to, like, <laughs> actually play her because I ripped her to shreds. But she was really just playing awful lines. That's all it was. The thing that bothers me most is that, you know, we talk about the cliffhanger here is about the the manager. Yeah, who's going to be the next I feel manager. like, I also feel like because Andy showed doubt as well, that they're also going to hedge their bets. It's going to be season three of fucking Andy and Aaron going, talking, and flirting around and being dumbasses together. Which and like that is like the major down point of this was the Gabe-Andy-Aaron triangle. Yeah. And the weird thing is, like, Isolated, each one has like hilarious moments. Yeah, absolutely. But like together, shut up about the sun. <laughs> together, it's poison. Yeah, it's just like it's kryptonite. It's Michael Scott heat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just not a fan. But I, I think what I like a lot, and you're gonna hit, you're gonna hate me, but I think I have a point, is the de-emphasis of Jim and Pam as a couple, and more as people in the workplace. No, I can agree with you on that. Yeah. I think because now, like their storyline is they're a married couple with a kid, like. There's not much going on in their lives outside of the Having office. Having sex in a box. 
<laughs> but, but that, I think that's a fun storyline because yeah. it shows them as like they're still a spark. Like it's not like yeah, oh we're married drudgery. No, like, but what I mean is like there's no chase. Like no, they've no, gotten no, each other. They're yeah, they're that's the why I'm happy couple. where it's they're at. stable. Yeah. So now they're going to still be like prominent, mm. but they are now like more part of the ensemble. And that's why throwing like that sex storyline in was good because yeah. that's like something that a couple like that would face. Like, oh, you guys think we're just like friends? Like, yeah. like we're roommates now? Like, yeah. no, we still have passion. Like, exactly. That's a, that's fu- that's fine. I think that's perfect. Like Jim being drunk and he's like in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think I mentioned that either either this week or last week about like the Dwight building owner thing because yeah. that started off super strong yeah, it did. like even through Hay Place and all that <laughs> shit like there's a lot of stuff and Nate was like Nate was starting to become one of my favorite characters Nate's amazing and the second half of the season he disappeared Yeah, and I'm like oh fuck does he come back just say yes we or will no. find oh, out oh fuck don't do that but <laughs> like there, there were certain like points because like you said nepotism seems, seems like it was eons away Yeah, and the way we recorded this season was probably the most compressed out of all of them that we've done on the show, yeah, and like it shouldn't feel that way. No, but like it but feels it like it that feels was like eons we haven't ago. talked about that in like three months. No, like nepotism and Andy's play in China and like all these episodes. Because like I feel like once Holly came back, like the Christmas episode, yeah, that took it became over a everything. different season. Yeah, it like yeah, it definitely that, shifted. That definitely took over everything. And because like every episode after that, what what are they? We got classy uh, Christmas ultimatum. Ultimatum is about her and AJ. The seminar is her and Michael as a couple. I mean, the focus search. on Andy, but the search is all Holly and Michael. PDA. All Holly and Michael. Threat level midnight. Michael's movie, but Holly's reaction to it. Todd Packer. All about Michael's love for his friend or his lover. Garage sale. All oh my god! All about the proposal and yeah. then her brother, her dad, and having Alzheimer's. Gone. Yeah, so like that whole part of the season is all Michael Holly, all Michael Holly. Yeah. So it becomes like a different show. Yeah. But I mean, that doesn't take away from the fact that this season probably started out better, like oh, god, more sustained. Because yeah. like we've had season openers that were killer, yeah. but like this was more like this was like for, first four or five episodes yeah. were sustained really they good, super strong up until about the. I'd and say I mean, the we're Halloween. talking about the lull, which guys, they're still getting mid three point. Like, yeah. 3.5. Except, for, except like, for christening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, they're still good episodes. Yeah. They're just not bangers. I do want to comment on the christening episode, though, because I should probably... No, no, because I think it ties into what I had to say about Michael Scott previously. Like, when we argued about, like, Michael Scott being a cringe character. Yeah. That episode was pretty... Like, when he gets on the bus with the kids... Yeah, no, that is a cringe episode. That's a cringe episode. And it's just, like, stupid. Yeah. Because, like, that that episode had, like, no point. Like, it was trying to make a point about religious religion. And then it was trying to make a point about being happy. And then it was making a point about being spontaneous. And then everybody's an asshole to Chip and Pam. Like, it was very scattershot. It didn't have a focus. And, like, that that was my main problem with the episode was that everybody was, like, took on their season six forms. Yeah. Where they were just like, I'm going to complain about everything. I shouldn't even be here, but fuck you. Like, <laughs> everybody was, like, fucking horrible. And yeah. then Michael, like, acts out like a dick. And then yeah. Andy does the same thing because he's an asshole. And, like, that episode was, like, ugh. So, like, don't think I'm just, like, crapping on Jim and Pam. Yeah. It's not the Jim and Pam aspect of that episode. It's everything around it yeah. is garbage. Jim and Pam are actually kind of funny in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what else? Anything else? Any other episodes you want to talk about? Any no, characters? I mean, any storylines? I really enjoyed it. I'm excited for season eight. At least okay. the beginning of it. Well, this is something else we should I haven't watched season eight in a while, guys. I've so. never seen season eight, guys. Um, we should talk about this, though. Is that this? We're going into uncharted territory without Michael Scott. Yes. Okay. Now you know you've seen it. You, yeah. You're not familiar, but 
It, uh, let's put it this way. It's been like three months since I've watched Oh, Jesus eight. Christ. Okay. So it's been a little while does, for does me. It, does it lose something? But also, okay, it's gonna, gonna, it's like, obviously going to lose something. You, no, I'm going to let you decide. I'm not going to okay, answer, shift okay, answer anything this. over season It eight. can lose something while gaining something yeah. as well. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, it's just going downhill. Because I, it could lose Michael, but also gain I another thing. I think things. the new character that they bring in, you're going to enjoy. Do any of the people who interviewed get Yes. High? One of them gets hired. Yes. Okay. Because, like I said, I very cursory I understanding of what's coming. I know. Um, okay. But I think that the new character that they bring in... You will enjoy. Season seven's been the best so far. Oh, hands down. I think it's this season of television. And, like, it's a culmination of things because it's... You you have to know and understand and, like, grow with these characters. Mm -hmm. So, like, they have to... You have to go through all that to get to the point where they could be like this. Yeah. Obviously. I wish they took shorter <laughs> time getting that because I think it could have been expedited a lot yeah. quicker uh, because season six really was starting to test me. Like, I didn't... There were days when I was waking up to do the podcast, like, and I'm like, I gotta watch four fucking episodes today, and I really don't want to take notes. It's gonna like, be in a bad mood. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't <laughs> want to take these notes. Like, I'm just gonna be mad. But like season seven, I was like re-energized, hundred yeah. percent doing this project. So absolutely. So uh, season, next week we start season eight. Yes, we start with episode one, the list, and episode two, the incentive. I have been told that there is a season eight episode early on called Garden Party. I yes, don't know anything there is. about I've been told that it is someone's favorite episode, and I'm going to be very excited to see this episode. It's a good one. Okay, so guys, that'll wrap up Season 7. We're going to cover those first two episodes of Season 8 next week. However, in the meantime, why don't you share the show around, tell people about us, you know, tell them, hey, you should listen to this show. Even if you don't like The Office, maybe you'll like the people. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Especially, they'll probably think I'm really a misogynist. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like share the show around we would greatly appreciate it uh, you can follow us on twitter at brosis podcast we'll follow you back you can send us longer form feedback at brother sister rewatch at gmail.com we'll be happy to uh, get in touch with you yeah read your shit on the air whatever uh, you can find us on any podcasting app out there whatever you're listening to us on right now subscribe smash that subscribe button <laughs> and um you know, you can find us on the Ginny Position podcast feed each and every Monday morning, so su subscribe to that as well, and you can listen to us as well as some other great content that Jimmy Smith is pushing out over there. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing this journey with us for yet another season, guys. Moving on. Moving on to the next. We only have two seasons to go. Catch you all on down the road. Thanks, guys. <laughs>